Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. One man car. My partner Paul Clay is driving back home from South Carolina. I'm here in Tucson, Arizona, speaking at a parish, doing a parish mission. Uh, I'll be here one more night. And uh, today I want to talk about some things that, uh, as Catholics, we don't talk a lot about. I want to talk about the uh, extraterrestrials, UFOs. I want to broach into that a little bit. Then I also want to talk about this dystopian future this post-human future that a lot of the globalists are talking about. <clears throat> Even Elon Musk was talking about this, uh, the beginning of a dystopian post-human future, warning us about it. Also, remember, there's a movie coming out. <clears throat> Make sure we go to the theaters and watch it. It's about Mother Cabrini. It's being put out by Angel Studios. Anytime a Catholic movie comes out there, we as Catholics have to, we have to speak with our Wallace. We got to go out there and, uh, by the busloads to these theaters and take fellow Catholics with us. We got to support good Catholic movies. And let me tell you something, Angel Studios, although it's run by Mormons, they, uh, they're very friendly to the Catholic church, to Catholics in general. And uh, it seems like we're, we're collaborating in, uh, in, uh, in trying to build a culture of life through the movies. So, all right. Well, the verse that describes this shows Jesus 911 is Psalm 69 verse 2. So let me pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All right. I want to talk about the war of the worlds. There's a professor, Matthew Sekanikas. He wrote an article about the War of the Gods, lowercase g, sorcery, and the Great Deception. He writes, in July 2023, <clears throat> he said, Catholic 460 defended that the UAP UFO phenomenon could be of extraterrestrial origin. No one can accuse the editorial perspective of being reactionary, closed-minded, or religiously bigoted. After further testimonies and congressional clarifications, perhaps it's time for tougher analysis. <clears throat> Six months later, testimony from the congressional whistleblower and those supporting him reemphasized that we should focus upon the UAPs, that's unidentified aerial phenomenon, as interdimensional beings rather than extraterrestrials. Such clarifications push the phenomena closer to questions of religious significance rather than solely scientific probabilities. Half a year ago, the article accepted that due to so much recorded simultaneous and corroborating evidence, such as radar, infrared, film, visual confirmation, etc., it was possible that testimony given to Congress in July 2023 pointed to the real existence of extraterrestrial craft. 
<clears throat> the, the author of this article, he writes, I'm still open to it. However, the article already warned that some of the phenomena presented before Congress still appeared more paranormal and from spirits rather than from extraterrestrials of this or other galaxies. That would be, that would be my position personally. I actually believe that they're demons. <clears throat> the good doctor writes, getting a little spooky with actual spooks and spies. The same evening of the July 2023 congressional testimony, the media started turning to other well-verified witnesses of the unidentified aerial phenomena. They turned to Chris Bledsoe, who has witnessed craft like the famous military filmed Tic Tac. Chris even witnessed three and a half foot tall beans and uh, wearing his insignia who resembled stories of greys. Bledsoe testified on Fox News that evening of the July 2023 congressional hearings on UAPs. And then one week later was featured in a documentary on the History Channel. The start of August 2023, the History Channel researchers and scientists popularized his encounters with strange craft and beings which communicate telepathically. Skeptics might want to hold their laughter. Chris Bledsoe gained the History Channel's attention because of reports that other worldly beings would manifest to him in the, in the visible world, usually as orbs of light, uh, spheres covered in fire, and communicate with him. <clears throat> His phenomena has been witnessed and documented by researchers, U.S. government intelligence officers, family, friends, and scientists. <clears throat> One of those major military researchers and witnesses wrote the introduction to Chris Bledsoe's autobiography of UAP encounters. The book is called UFO of God. Such an introduction is what makes it look a little spooky, even if Bledsoe is innocent of the shadow of the many U.S. intelligence officers supporting him. The witness who wrote the introduction to Bledsoe's book was the legendary leader in occult defense department projects. He oversaw military applications of the paranormal on behalf of the United States military. That's Colonel John Alexander. Applying the paranormal to warfare undoubtedly conjures imagery of ancient Egypt and occult practices. It should. Alexander's work was, was inseparable from the close work and coordination with proven psychics. Another officer who <clears throat> wrote the foreword to Bledsoe's book is Jim Semiman, a retired CIA agent who was presented as having directed clandestine units and operations. Such men certainly evoke feelings of military industrial complex and spooks. After all, what does retired mean for former high priests of the secular order now working in private industry and projects? Men who sat in the throne rooms of intelligence agencies and chaired clandestine operations. Bledsoe was bound to catch their attention. By the way, two things personally. <laughs> Psychics are agents of Satan. So this article said that they were 
in close coordination with, with, with psychics. Psychics are agents of Satan. Uh, and the military industrial complex, I don't trust any of them as well. Uh, they're all a bunch of globalists that are promoting this one world government. Let me go back to the article. With advances in computer technologies and sciences, telepathy is no longer encompassed only by the paranormal. I've heard and read speculative scientific arguments recently about AI and mind control, telepathy needed for future and advanced spacecraft. Future craft could produce and require some form of telepathy or electromagnetic link with a human mind. Think something like Elon Musk's work attempting to develop Neuralink brain chips and possibilities of pairing with something like a Bluetooth device. This is what makes UAP claims so difficult to discern. <clears throat> Advanced alien technology, or is it paranormal? I think it's diabolic, but it could be both, in my opinion. <clears throat> Technological possibility does not rule out the paranormal and good or evil spirits. Absolutely, my comment. Good and evil spirits can be directly involved with technology and computers. The article says, interdimensional beings, which defines how spirits, angels would relate to humans, are real and naturally perform telepathy without needing the technology. If the beings are interdimensional and not extraterrestrial, then actual spirits are most likely involved in the UAP phenomena. Bledsoe's own book includes that these orbs and spheres of light originally manifesting like the now famous Tic Tac craft eventually <clears throat> manifest as what has always been described as angelic persons whom he believes are sent from God. Bledsoe clearly states how the orbs of light eventually manifest as persons. He writes in his book, Staring wide-eyed at this orb rising and falling, I began to see the outline of a tall being. Somehow the orb, which means a bright light, was contained within its body, as if its motions and colors were a part of its expression. It was a tall, majestic figure with seemingly broad shoulders, though there was nothing quite physical about it. If UAP were only spacecraft, why hide from us for a hundred thousand years with cloaking devices and technology. If you come from our galaxy or another, are composed of matter from this universe and want openness and honesty between intelligent beings, why do so as if you are extraterrestrial and not clandestine? They behave more like spirits than spacecraft. Christians are right to ask if there's a connection to the book of Revelation and it was the false prophets Make fire come down from heaven to earth in the sight of men, Revelation 13, 13. We'll continue talking about this UFOs, paranormal, technology, or evil spirits. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, 
Dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 9-1, one-man car. My name is Jesse Romero. <clears throat> I'm here in Tucson, Arizona, here at the Parish Mission tonight. I'm talking about UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. <clears throat> the uh, This article talks about the possibility of UAPs, <clears throat> and uh, the author brings up some very good points. He's going back, Is are these extraterrestrials or are they demons? I would fall under the camp. I would say that they're demons. The article continues. He writes, <clears throat> The UAP phenomena and associated psychic telepathy, telepathy has been around since historical records have existed, and not just since the 20th century or Roswell. Ancient wisdom traditions, Hindu, ancient Egypt, ancient Israelite, Confucian, Buddhist, before the advent of Christ, all warned about evil spirits in light of recent events and documentary evidence. It would be foolish to ignore those traditions or treat them merely as primitive understandings prior to the scientific revolution. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Even pre-Christianity, uh, <clears throat> there's all civilizations that have believed in angels and demons. So we agree. <clears throat> the article says, <clears throat> nor should we be fooled into the relativism and indifference, indifferentism of the UAP's unidentified aerial, unidentified aerial phenomenon towards Christianity. Christianity brings to completion what was only partial in other religions and wisdom traditions before the advent of Jesus Christ. That's a true statement. Yeah. Everything before Jesus was a precursor, a foreshadow. They had partial truths. In the Catholic Christian faith, we have the fullness of truth now. The article says Christianity purifies and corrects. Absolutely. Spot on. <clears throat> there is no greater truth than the Christian witness that the Son of God became man so that man might become God by participation in Jesus' life, paragraph 460 of the Catechism. No other human was conceived and born of a virgin, and no other human resurrected by his own eternal and transcendent power. Great miracles are still performed in his name, and failure of spirits or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, to uphold Jesus' uniqueness is not about truthfulness, it is about obscuring the truth and returning to the darkness of partial religions. It is about relativizing and degrading the truth. <clears throat> Recently briefed by the intelligence community in January 2024, Congresswoman Luna was clear that <clears throat> unidentified aerial phenomena are more about interdimensional beings rather than extraterrestrial beings. Our military would certainly defend us from true extraterrestrial beings. In the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Hollywood blockbuster Predator, quote, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <clears throat> However, by definition, we would always be sitting ducks and too inferior to physically fight interdimensional beings, which are primarily spirits and potentially psychic enemies. Psychic enemies must be fought spiritually. True statement. According to the only human to conquer death, Jesus Christ, 
interdimensional beings are not to be easily trusted because there are evil spirits from other realms. If the beings deny the Christian understanding that Jesus is a source of eternal life, then they are servants of the devil. Who is the liar? Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Good angels always acknowledge Jesus. This is not bigotry. It is the truth of exorcisms. Interdimensional, <clears throat> transcendent, <clears throat> interdimensional psychic enemies are why Jesus Christ came to give us this divine life and transcendent life inside our souls, inside our psyches, inside the mind. First John 3, 8, the Bible says the reason the Son of Man, the Son of God appeared was to, to destroy the works of the devil. Close quote. Even if we can't fight psychic enemies physically, we can fight them spiritually. God's life inside of us is greater than any powers of psychic and interdimensional enemies who can manipulate our thoughts and perceptions. Jesus' life in us makes us partakers of the divine nature, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. And St. Paul explained to us, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we are not <clears throat> contending against flesh or blood, but against hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. <clears throat> None of these unidentified aerial phenomena or UFOs, unidentified flying objects, disclosure efforts, nor the movement of discussions from extraterrestrials to interdimensional beings should surprise Christians. The phenomena is as old as recorded history. What powers did historians think were being were behind pharaohs who led campaigns of infanticide or sorcerers who competed with Moses' miracle in the book of Exodus? The occult powers were not primitive inventions or false stories any more than our current recording of these phenomena by thermal and radar imaging are primitive inventions or false stories. Ancient orbs of light and invisible beings, which manifested in display of light, caused some of the ancient myths and pantheons of ancient gods and demons. Christianity freed us from their deceiving presence with the help of the good angels. St. Augustine, in his book, The City of God, remind us of, reminded us of how Christianity overthrew the power of the ancient religions and demons. <clears throat> But what we're experiencing right now, what we're experiencing right now in America is a return to paganism. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 17, the Bible says, they sacrificed to demons which were no gods. If you eliminate Christianity from the public sphere and the ancient demons or gods, lowercase g, return as we see them manifesting these days with the unidentified aerial phenomena or UFOs, unidentified flying object phenomena, the phenomena is leading to religious relativism, relativism and, abandoning, and abandoning Christianity. Why keep to the difficult sexual morals of Christianity 
if the unidentified aerial phenomena keep pointing to something other than Christ or pretending they are our real gods, lowercase g. The fact of religious relativism is the easiest way to trick Christians into believing that strict sexual morality is not necessary for salvation and personal integrity. And by the way, that, that, that question was dealt with in the Council of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15, verse 20. Just as ancient Israel could be led into idolatry and sexual immorality so as to trick them into losing God's protection, so what eliminates Christianity and God's protection by luring the culture to return to occult sexual practices and immorality? Such immorality darkness our minds and makes us easily controlled and manipulated by deceitful spirits who wish our destruction. In our enslavement to injustice and lusts and new forms of the ancient idols, a post-Christian culture no longer wants the truth which gives the authentic freedom. They settle for the slavery of their minds in the distraction of earthly pleasures. Mired in distraction and lives of lies, they bring the wrath of God upon themselves and distance themselves from God's saving presence and protection. Their minds are no longer protected from the, the, the deceits of evil spirits. The wrath of God is the effect of pushing God's protection away. St. Paul explains the resulting experience in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. He says, quote, God sends upon them a strong delusion. Yes, UFOs. Yes, UAPs. God sends them a strong delusion to make them believe what is false so that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 to 12. Has the West forgotten so soon even the great literature of the Arthurian legends and sorcery? Long ago, the legends displayed the theme of, of the longing of the ancient gods that were really demons to be released from their lower dimensional dungeons to revenge themselves on Christianity. As is actually described in the Bible, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 7 and 8. First, the demons must break down the Christian morals, and then the faith in Christ, which protected men, will be lost, and the false gods can return. In their sinful and weakened state, post-Christian society will fall for strange manifestations because they already preferred lives of lies to the lives of virtue. It all begins in moral relativism. The first popular theomachy, which means war of the gods, lowercase g, preserved in the deep memory of Western culture, was between Moses and the Egyptian sorcerers who upheld the Pharaoh and his licentious rites. It is why the Old Testament and the New Testament upheld warnings against sorcery in Acts chapter 15, verse 20, and Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. Moses' war of the gods, lowercase g, involved ten chastisements or plagues 
which stripped the false gods of power upon freeing Israel from slavery to false gods, God formed a new covenant through the Ten Commandments and restoration of moral living and protection of innocent human life. Nevertheless, some of the gods, lowercase g, appearing again today as UAPs, as unidentified aerial phenomena, or conscience, alien technology, and communicating telepathically with experiencers. They seem related to ancient Egyptian and Mesopotamian legends. These UAPs, these unidentified aerial phenomena, they are not all benevolent angels, trust me. Listening to Jesus 911, I'm talking about UFOs, talking about UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. From a Catholic perspective, we'll be right back. Stick around, don't go anywhere. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car. One-man car, excuse me, Paul's uh, on his way back from South Carolina from visiting his family. We're talking about the War of the Gods, lowercase g. War of the Gods, lowercase g. Talking about UFOs talking about UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. I believe they're demons. The, the author of this article makes a good case that they are demons as well. He writes, The church preserves the event of Christ conquering death and makes Christ's power present. In Matthew 16, 18 and 19, Matthew 18, 18. But the church is now being removed and diminished by faithlessness as the Bible warns in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, and the church has been removed by licentiousness. Formerly, Christian cultures are embracing unchastity. And so the witchcraft of conceiving humans apart from sexual union and turning a blind eye to the aborting and experimentation of innocent children, the new sorceries of these demons are worse than the old sorceries of ancient Egypt. Strange manifestations are becoming more frequent. A manifestation of Christ more powerful than any unidentified aerial phenomena is likely imminent as faith is rapidly lost. As the Bible warns us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, and ancient idols are returning. One recent and substantial Marian apparition foretells 10 secrets to break the power of the rising evil and calls to mind the ten chastisements, which led to the deliverance of Israel from Egypt under Moses. Christ's church today is the reconstituted Israel, and it needs deliverance from the ancient enemies already revealed in ancient Egypt, which are infanticide, sorcery, and licentiousness. Concerning sorcery, consider again Colonel John Alexander retired he went from heading the Pentagon programs for the military application of the paranormal to the support of the most popular UAP experiences today, like Chris Bledsoe 
and Chris' best-selling book, UFO of God. <clears throat> Retired Colonel John Alexander allegedly even directed UAP reporting of UFO networks to be forwarded to Bigelow Aerospace, which was contracting with the Pentagon. All the esoteric phenomena continues to move from government to the private aerospace industry, like the military-industrial complex, but goes right back to the paranormal instead of faith in Jesus Christ as God and only Savior. No wonder that some in the government are concerned with the effects of UAP disclosure. It confirms that our government and the contractors have been contacting demons, the paranormal, and developing exotic technologies, which look a lot like ancient sorcery. Robert Bigelow of Bigelow Aerospace and a contractor with the Pentagon also went from chasing UAPs and UFOs and buying Skinwalker Ranch to selling the ranch because he thought it all ended in the paranormal. So what did he do after heading the private search for aliens and UAP phenomena as documented by the History Channel and, and, uh, and separate George Camp interviews or George Knapp interviews, excuse me? He went straight into research and how to contact the dead, sorcery. He even offered prizes upwards of $1 million to researchers and scientists who would help establish testable experiments for doing so. Remember, God always forbade efforts to gain knowledge from the dead or contact spirits for hidden occult knowledge. However, for years, John Alexander and the U.S. government were unlatching the gates and inviting spirits to join us. Such practices were always understood to be forms of witchcraft and sorcery, not respecting proper boundaries in human development. Calling it science today does not change, does not change that it was always known as sorcery in the past. Notice how today's billionaires, they're modern-day pharaohs. They move from unidentified aerial phenomena right back to ancient and condemn religious practices of the ancient Egyptian or Mesopotamian gods and demons. God was trying to preserve us from the deception of the malevolent spirits for our moral well-being and cultural integrity. The serpent in the garden is the liar who claimed God was withholding knowledge in order to suppress us. No, the serpent was trying to pull us away from God and the truth which makes us free. So sorcery is being confirmed. We need to be more cautious concerning the uh, the approach to the UAP, unidentified aerial phenomenon. <clears throat> so six months later, what verdict can be made on the new and vast movement in the media for disclosure, including Tucker Carlson and his audience of tens of millions? The media all advocate that the governments around the world should reveal their secret UAP programs and recovered alien craft. No doubt the phenomenon is real. But the phenomenon is primarily interdimensional and paranormal. The intelligent beings currently making contact and affecting the minds of humans through telepathy are interdimensional and not extraterrestrial. NASA leaders mentioned in Bledsoe's book know it and admit that such beings are trying to enter our thoughts. <laughs> That's exactly what describes a demon, what a demon would do. During his visit to NASA, one leader directed Chris Bledsoe the following quote, I need to keep singing a song to myself. It would prevent my mind from being read by the UAP phenomena. Clearly, they are spirits 
and interdimensional rather than extraterrestrial. In other words, they're demons. Many historians suggest that the Nazis and the full society operated ideologically within a mix of the occult and aerospace industry. Didn't we bring those Nazi scientists into our American defense and space programs called Operation Paperclip? Interestingly, the world-renowned psychic Yuri Jeller reconfirmed the connections between Nazis, sorcery, and NASA. The former Nazi scientist Werner von Braun was relocated and let research for NASA. Since Chris Bledsoe's book confirms Ari Jeller's work with Colonel John Anderson and Jeller's work with NASA and von Braun and contacting extraterrestrials, then Jeller's recent tweets on X are very opening. Here's what Jeller, Uri Jeller tweeted on X, quote, the Nazi obsession with the Holy Grail, witchcraft, Luciferianism, world, world ice theory, anti-gravity machines, astrology and pagan religions under the rubric of the supernatural Im imagery, whether, uh, excuse me, Werner was into all of this supernatural energies, he told me so. Nevertheless, I'm just as baffled as anyone else with constant claims of bodies. Now, <clears throat> the article winds down and says, I'm certainly open to extraterrestrials, and I believe the, that angels would direct such a historical event in God's providence. Um, but the current UAP phenomena, which the government is allegedly hiding, is primarily interdimensional beings. That means demons. Maybe we'll understand it all better after the conclusion of the current theomachy, this war of the gods that seems to be developing. It seems to tie into laboratories worldwide quietly doing the sorcery of manufacturing synthetic humans. My friendly advice to Christians and men of goodwill. After 2,000 years, we may be entering the release of the demonic ancient serpent, the fallen angel, from its lower dimensional dungeon and for its last deception, according to Revelation chapter 20, verse 3. This is why I keep using the third, the term theomachy. The Catholic Church and the faith in Christ is charged to uphold is beginning to falter through endless and imprudent compromises of leadership and laity. The church on earth is failing to restrain the serpent per, per 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. Today's modern theomachy, War of the Gods, eventually will experience powerful manifestations of Jesus the Christ, true God, and the Savior of the human race. Again, the future is contingent on human freedom. And the choices we make today, we have Christ's promise that he will be with us through it all. Remember that. Jesus Christ will be with us through it all. I want to go into another story. It's related to this one. Elon Musk's Neuralink heralds the beginning of a dystopian post-human future. Hmm. What is this? It's really trying to merge man with machine. But guess what? That's not going to solve our problems. <laughs> it's going to cast us backward into tyranny and pagan slavery. Humanity quietly crossed the threshold this week when Elon Musk announced on X that the first person has received a Neuralink brain implant. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection, said Elon Musk, later adding that the first Neuralink product is called telepathy, which enables control of your phone or computer 
and through them, almost any device just by thinking. By the way, that's how angels and demons communicate with, with the, the, their modes of communication. It's mental telepathy. The article says, initial users of Neuralink, which Musk co-founded, will be people who have lost use of their limbs, giving a veneer of, of altruism to what is actually a radical project to merge humans with machines. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. Musk wrote on X, that is the goal. But that's not really the goal. The goal is to usher in a transhuman future by creating human-machine hybrids that will be superior to natural or non-enhanced humans. Elon Musk and other tech futurists, some 40 other companies besides Neuralink, are working on computer brain interfaces. They don't exactly describe what they're doing. They don't exactly describe what they're doing this way. It sounds creepy. It's much more innocuous sounding to say you're just helping disabled people with exciting new digital technology instead of saying we're involved in making Frankenstein's Frankenstein science. The article says, in reality, what Musk and Neuralink are doing amounts to building a second Tower of Babel or a revisiting of the serpent's offer in the Garden of Eden. We'll be right back talking about transhumanism. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, one-man car. My name is Jess Romero. We're talking about this experimentation, this, this new digital technology that supposedly wants to help disabled people kind of connect with a machine and this is the beginnings of transhumanism, this is Frankenstein's science. The article continues, in reality, what Musk and Neuralink are doing amounts to building a second Tower of Babel or a revisiting of the serpent's offer in the Garden of Eden. You will not surely, you will not surely die. You will be as gods. They want godlike intelligence and ultimately eternal life. And they're willing to tinker with the human body and mind, deconstruct and reconstitute it, even uh, if that's what it takes. Musk is smart enough not to come out and say all this plainly, but maybe he realizes most people will rightly think of uh, uh, think it of they'll think of it as off-putting, even wicked. Others are not so savvy. Brian Johnson, a Silicon Valley tech mogul, is quite open about his quest for immortality. He was the subject of a lengthy Time Magazine profile in September that chronicled his bizarre, insanely strict regimen for slowing or reversing the aging process. Johnson, 46, is the modern-day Dorian Gray. He spent millions developing an anti-aging system he calls Blueprint, which involves turning over day-to-day -day decisions what and when he eats, when he sleeps, how much sunlight he gets, 
to an anti-aging algorithm he believes will reverse the aging process. He's turned his own life into an experiment to see if he can cheat death. But his project is, is, is about more than just himself. He envisions a future in which humans have emerged with AI or even serve AI. Indeed, Johnson himself has given over his life to an AI algorithm, which he obeys with perfect fealty. You might even say he worships it in hopes of gaining eternal life. He thinks this is the inevitable future of all humanity. He just wants to be the first to take the plunge. A clip of Johnson on a recent podcast circulated widely on social media. In it, he is straightforward about all of this. He says things are about to change radically. What he calls Gen Zero is about to emerge. A group of multi-ethnic, multinational people who are willing to divorce themselves divorce from ourselves all human norms all human customs all human thought and we're willing to say we're wide open about everything absolute blank slate the clip was widely panned for its naivete and historical ignorance as if every revolutionary since since the paris commune hadn't hadn't said more or less the same thing but while it's easy to mock johnson for his real communism has never been tried has never been tried ethos it's not as easy to dismiss the movement he describes because it's just not crackpots like him but also powerful people like musk who are putting real resources into creating a transhuman future what will such a future look like yuval harari the creepy underling of the world economic forum Chief Klaus Schwab has an idea. He once described a future in which ever more powerful computing technology will create a massive new class of what he called useless people who will, who will need to be kept happy with drugs and computer games. Yuval Harari has also said that the future will bring a new class of what he believes are superhuman beings, which he describes as entities that are more different from us than we are different from chimpanzees. In a 2021 interview with Anderson Cooper, Yuval Harari declared that we will soon have, Yuval Harari is a homosexual, he's an atheist, he's a Jew, and he's an academic, okay? That's who he is. And he's basically the advisor to uh, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. So Yuval Harari declared on CNN that we will, quote, soon have soon have the power to re-engineer our bodies and brains, whether it is with genetic engineering or by directly connecting brains to computers or by creating completely non-organic entities, artificial intelligence, which is not based at all on the organic body and the organic brain. And these technologies are developing at breakneck speed, close quote, said Yuval Harari. And of course, this future will usher in an almost unimaginable level of inequality. Yuval, Yuval Harari says, a real biological inequality such that homo sapiens will split into different biological castes systems because they really have different bodies and different abilities. This post-human future isn't something Harari is afraid of or, or is merely trying to warn us about. It's a future he seems at times to be looking forward to. He told CNN that massive biometrical data collection is not just dystopian, it's also utopian because it will produce 
better health care. It's easy to caricature Yuval Harari, but he speaks for an entire class of elites of tech futurists who share his materialist view of the world and of mankind as infinitely malleable and upgradable. During the recent annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, a clip of a TED Talk by Yuval Harari made the rounds on social media. In it, he made the bold claim that material things are, are real, that kidneys and mountains are real, but human, but human rights are not real. Human rights, he says, are just a story. Imagine being so committed to, a, to materialism that you can't cut open a human being and see human rights in and see human rights inside. <laughs> they must not be real. Hearing this kind of talk from global intellectuals like Harari, one is reminded of C.S. Lewis's famous passage from The Abolition of Man about natural law, or what Lewis calls the tale. That is, not one among a series of possible systems of value. It is the sole source of all value judgments. If it is rejected, all value is rejected. If any value is retained, it is retained. What purport to be new value systems or ideologies all consist of fragments from the tail itself, arbitrarily wrenched from their context in the whole and then swollen to madness in their isolation, yet still owing to the tail and to it alone uh, validity as they as they possess. What Harari and Johnson and Musk and all who sail with them are really proposing is, is something not radical or new, but in fact very old. What they offer is not just materialism, but paganism, repackaged for, repackaged for the digital age. Of course, they don't call it that, perhaps because they lack the theological and historical vocabulary to articulate what it is really that they believe. But the properly catechized person can recognize that their belief system is fundamentally pagan, as well as some of their practices. Johnson the time profile reveals almost as an aside was at one point regularly ingesting his own 18 year old son's blood in the belief that it would have, it would halt or reverse his aging. Now, what does that remind you of? That's called Satanism. Recall that paganism has always been at heart materialistic, not only because it, it locates the divine and the physical as opposed to the transcendent, but also because it proclaims that there's no objective truth, moral, or even physical. There's only will and power. The pagan's creed, so far as, as so far as he has one, is the famous line attributed to the ninth century Arab warlord Hassan, which is, quote, nothing is true, everything is permitted. So when Musk talks about Neuralink will help quadriplegics and people with Parkinson's, or when Harari waxes poetic about how great subcutaneous implants will be for healthcare, or when Johnson glories in our imminent AI-dominated future. Understand what they are really talking about. Neuralink will not be for the huddled masses, for, for Harari's useful, useless people. It will be for him and his fellow neo-pagan elites. You can dress up paganism, you can dress paganism up in Silicon Valley jargon. You can give it a veneer of respectability and technical expertise, but in the end, it brings about what pagan societies have always brought about: oppression, exploitation, and slavery on a mass scale. They will call it something else, of course, post-human or transhuman, but the suffering such a world will inflict on mankind will be the old-fashioned kind, 100% human. Well, hope you enjoyed uh, my two takes on basically where the world is going. This is, this is what happens when the world moves away from God. 
people start thinking that they're God, the elites, the globalists, and they start believing, you know what, we can create something better than God. We can create something, you know, as the just like the $6 million man, the, the, the series years ago, we can create him bigger, stronger, faster. This is exactly what these globalists want to do. And unfortunately, Elon Musk is part of this. And again, the fact that our country, uh, they're calling UFOs now by a different name, unidentified aerial phenomena. And everything they describe about UFOs or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, guess what? Is consistent with a demon, is consistent with an evil spirit. These are not extraterrestrial beings. These are galactic beings. These are uh, paranormal beings. Beings. These are demons. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, what do we have to do? Well, pray rosaries every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. As St. Padre Pio said, pray hope and worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear your prayer. Remember, life is short. Eternity is forever. We're not going to be here that long. Remember, man, uh, God formed, sin deformed, but Jesus transformed. I'll say it again. God formed everything in seven days, in six days. God formed, sin deformed. Jesus transformed. Remember, I don't care if you're five or 105. God from all eternity chose you to be where you're at at this time in history to change the world. We're called to holiness according to our state in life. And as the, the, as the Crusaders were fond of saying during battle, Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ commands. Up next, America's bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Stay tuned on VMPR. And remember, those who tell you the truth, they love you. Those who tell you what you want to hear, they love themselves. Family, know your Catholic faith. Live your Catholic faith. And spread your Catholic faith. Up next, America's Bishop, Joseph Strickland. See you next time. Keep the faith.